0: Welcome to the Weed Smart Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. This is a new podcast in these crazy times as in-person events can no longer go ahead. So each Monday we'll have an expert from a different cropping region to provide a regional weeds focused update. Let's get into it. Today on the Weed Smart Regional Update, we're catching up with B&W Rural Agronomist, Casey Onus. Casey is based in Morrie and will be giving us an update on northern New South Wales and she'll also be focusing primarily on residual herbicide use. So Casey does join me now. How are you going, Casey? Well, thanks. And yourself? Really good. Thanks so much for joining us. So let's just kick off and talk a little bit generally about the area that you're going to cover. Can you just give a bit of a broad overview of what things are looking like in your region?
1: Yeah, so things have really turned around out here. Uh, We finally started a good little bit of rainfall and that certainly put the spirits back into everyone and everyone's a bit excited. So it's been a long time coming. It's good to look like we're heading into a normal season.
0: That's great to hear. So how much rain has your region received?
1: So we've generally had anywhere around that 200 to 350 mil average. There's definitely some areas that have had less and there's a few patches that had a little bit more, but generally around that 200 350 mil I think for the most part, the areas that we've had get rain this year have typically been a little bit. The areas that have missed out, they've sort of got a little bit more over the last couple of years. So it sort of has evened out. And the biggest change for us has sort of come out west, where a lot of growers haven't had a crop since 2016.
0: That's good to hear. So how much late summer crop ended up being planted?
1: We didn't have a whole lot of late summer crop go in. Probably only 1% of our total area. We had a few forages go in, a little bit of grain sorghum and some mung beans, but mostly people were just playing the long game and tidying up a few paddocks and trying to fill the profile a little bit more ready for winter.
0: Okay, makes sense. All right, so to paint a bit of a picture for people, what is the split of winter cereals, pulses and oil cropping hectares in the area?
1: Uh, I think typically our split to the west of the new would be around 80% cereals, uh, and twenty percent pulses, uh, predominantly chickpeas and favour beans, and then to the east, uh, we're probably seventy five percent cereals, twenty percent pulses, and five percent oil seeds. So we've got a bit of canola and linseed to the east as well.
0: Okay, cool. And so, how long has the average fallow bean and what long time herbicide residuals are in these cropping sequences, Casey?
1: So I don't know. I don't know what the average would be. We've sort of had anywhere from six to 24 months to the east and up to three years out west uh, there's a lot of yeah like I said earlier there's a lot of growers Mm. that haven't had a crop since 2016 so I think the main residuals that we're concerned with are ones like flame, Innovix, and balance those longer lasting ones and it's probably a lesser risk for us this season given that it's now been three years out west and we have been pretty mindful over the last two years to make sure we're not taking unnecessary risks by putting out residuals on marginal crops. So.
0: so what weeds have you seen emerging due to this rainfall that you've recently been getting in the area?
1: So with the first lot of rain, we've had a lot of feather top, bindweed, grass, marshmallow, and stuff like that come through. And then more recently, we're seeing a bit of Mexican poppy. But I think the main concern for us is probably the amount of feathertop that's now there in paddocks where it hasn't been before. We've got some pretty significant populations that have popped up in the middle of the paddock and it doesn't really seem like it's come off the roadside. Uh, It's not typically where you'd find it, you know, where hay has been fed out from interstate or where machinery has been brought in on farm. So we're starting to think that a lot of that's probably come in off the dust storms late last year. Mm -hmm. So that presents a pretty big challenge for growers going forward.
0: Yeah, so what kind of plans do you have in terms of knockdowns on these weeds for both fallow and crop establishments?
1: Yeah, so we've, we've definitely been chasing our tail this season. We're just making sure that we use some pretty robust label rates um, and utilising optical sprays where we can to try and control some of the larger weeds. We've definitely been making sure we try and utilise a number of different actives where possible just so we're taking the pressure off things like glyphosate, just trying to avoid making headaches for ourselves down the track. And there's definitely been a lot of double knocking to try and finish things off and make sure we're getting the control. We've had a lot of growers just trying to catch up this season with uh, a lot of the farm labour just not being there. It's taken blokes quite a while to gear up again and get back on the country.
0: Yeah, that's understandable. You mentioned optical sprayers there. Could you just expand a little bit more on what role they're playing in the region at the moment?
1: Yeah, so they've played a pretty big role for us in the last two or three years, just allowing us to keep paddocks clean. You know, quite often we've had the odd shower and a few sporadic weeds pop up, and it hasn't been enough to justify putting a normal spray over it. So they've come in quite handy. And a lot of growers, even though they're now putting out broadacre sprays prior to sowing, I think the optical sprayers are still going to be pretty important for us with some of the harder to kill weeds starting to dominate. It gives us, you know, the opportunity to look at some different chemistries that might not have been economic in the past, but because we only need small amounts to control sporadic weeds, you know, those are starting to become more of an option for us and there's a lot more trials starting to go out for those optical sprays. And one thing we probably need to be mindful of with the optical sprays is not becoming complacent and relying too heavily on big brews to knock over the weeds. Because optical sprays, you know, just like anything else, they're just one of the many tools that we've got. And I think if we use them properly They fit quite well as part of our ongoing weed management efforts.
0: And what about strategic cultivation events? Are they occurring in paddocks for better weed control?
1: Aside from the odd root cutting of the cotton at the end of the season, we don't really have a whole lot of strategic cultivation going on for weed control anyway. We have a few feather top patches and stuff like that where people have cultivated just to make sure we've definitely got them. You know, they're getting a bit of size and herbicide probably wasn't going to touch them, but they weren't huge areas to cover. I think the majority of strategic cultivation is probably being driven by fixing problem areas in paddocks like gullies and rough patches and bro tracks and stuff like that.
0: Okay, makes sense. All right, so Casey, what would be your tips on best practice when it comes to using residual herbicides both in crop and valley? Could we expand on that a bit?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the best advice I could probably give when it comes to residuals is to really know you're active. Make the effort to really understand how they work in your soil, your different soil types, different stubble loads, how they get broken down, because the better you know a product, the more likely you're going to get a better result out of it because you're putting it in the right spot. Make sure you plan your rotation. So the clients that we see getting the best outcomes with weed management are the ones that tend to stick to their rotations and plan their herbicide applications effectively. And if you're using residuals in a fallow situation, Make sure you get the spray on as soon as possible after harvest. Don't sit on the fence and put them out later than you normally would. Most residuals are pretty forgiving if they're used correctly in the right rotation, but people that drag out that application tend to you know, have issues at the other end waiting for plant back intervals and stuff like that. One of the more recent things that we've started to see coming in is utilising precision ag technology. So those paddocks where we have red knobs that typically tend to get weedy before anything else, you know, we're able to go and treat them differently to the rest of the paddock and using variable rate applications to apply residuals to those areas has a huge impact for us.
0: And do you foresee any harvest weed seed control methods occurring in the future as weeds get harder to control in your region, Casey?
1: I think, you know, it's one of those things that's probably inevitable for us and I think it's something we're probably going to be forced into down the track out of necessity uh, and that's probably more so to the east than the west, just with the more intensive nature of cropping. Uh, we have already had the odd grower try, a bit of windrow burning and putting chaff on tram tracks. It has been a little bit of a challenge to get enough chaff the last couple of years, but hopefully they'll give it a crack this year. But I think things like the, the weed destructor, they've come down in price a long way from what they were, so that's certainly a lot more palatable to growers. It might just take us a few normal seasons for that to get higher on the priority list
0: yeah for sure that makes sense all right Casey well I think that sort of covers everything really great update good to chat with you is there anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap it up
1: no not that I can think of it's just good to be back into hopefully a normal season
0: we're looking forward to it. fingers crossed all right Casey well thank you so much for joining us on the regional update really appreciate it
1: no worries thanks for having me